Today is June 27th. We got sharp stats. We got Booney. The Yankees are coming off two winning series, but a lot of weird news. So let's talk all about it. Talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. We got BBD in the corner. We got a fun episode for you. We already chatted with Booney, so that happened, but it won't happen in the show. But it's good. We chatted. It was nice. Also, Jake is headed west to Seattle with a bunch of John Boy Media crew, and uh, we're selling tickets to our all-star watch party. You get to watch with the crew as well as other like-minded baseball fans for an amazing night watching the Midsummer Classic. The VIP tickets are already sold out, so you're not a VIP if you didn't purchase those, I believe. But you can purchase the other tickets and hang out. See Jake. Come see us. Come, Jimmy. BBD. Jimmy, you had a baby. Hey, man. What's up, dude? Only nine pushes for me, so it was uh, a breeze. Walked through it. Uh, yeah. If you're in Seattle for the all-star game, come through. There's a link in the description. Um, yeah, we, uh, I didn't know if you were going to time travel to people or not. We did just finish our interview with boom, but we didn't know how much time we'd have with you. Um, so yeah, excited, excited to see you. Boone was in really good spirits. He was kind of running hot this morning. Uh, it sounded like there was a lost luggage bag that kind of sent him into Kookyville, uh, to use a John Boy media term. Uh, Some twisted words on headlines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How are you doing, Jimbo? Everyone's good? We're good. Yeah, we're home. We got through the first night of sleep. It was a crazy thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get that in the city or no? Like, I don't know. Like crazy. My, I loved it. I was time? counting the lightning. I'm a big. I'm a big count the lightning and the thunder guy. What and then tell everyone around me time. how many miles away it is. This was last night? Last night. Do you have a time? All night. It was 8, 8 p.m. till 4 a.m. Like we, okay. it was, everyone I, was in our bed. It was, baby was in the snoo, but then James was in bed, both dogs. It was shaking the house. It, maybe it was just a Jersey thing. I don't think so. Yeah. I know. I think two or three nights ago, my mom said, look, you know, I was looking at the weather. I didn't realize you guys didn't get in the city. You didn't get this storm that hit Jersey. Yeah, it was nuts. So that, that one I know went north. Yeah. Other than that, good. Took James to Little Jim. He did some somersaults. I got another doctor appointment coming up after this. So good. Okay. Yeah. Any, uh, any Yankee thoughts last series? Anything you need to get off your chest? Bader is very, very important. I wish he wasn't injury prone. He's, is as much of a game changer as I've seen besides Judge. I don't think the Yankees in Talking Yanks' existence has had an offensive or position player game changer as much as Judge, or as much as Bader besides Judge. Since 2017, I can't think of another single player that changes the dynamic of everything. Mm, interesting. Yeah, obviously it, Judge is number one, um, but even Stanton, I, he's never transcended both sides of the field like this. It's it's unbelievable. Stealing bases, hitting sack flies when you need to hit sack flies, coming through in the clutch constantly, tracking every ball down no matter which way he has to run. I just I wish he wasn't injury prone because I think he's the biggest game changer. Sands Judge I've seen in the Talking Yanks tenure, twenty seventeen on. Yeah, I, I guess the the speed is really the dynamic thing there, and it maybe dynamics the word because I, you know, when Rizzo's right, we're coming out of a, a stretch where we haven't seen Rizzo be good. You you know, we remember when we first saw Rizzo and we were used to Luke Voigt at first base. Like Rizzo is close. He doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the speed. I you know I think Rizzo's bat can be a tick more special, but he just had you know the biggest slump of his career, so it's hard to say that right now. But yeah, I mean Bader. 
What Bader can do in a big center field. Uh, the clo- the closest is 2017 Brett Gardner. That one Gardner hit 20-something homers. Yeah, he was going toe-to-toe with Matt Holiday. So he had slug, speed, defense, and on base. It's crazy. I'm just very impressed with how much he changes the entire dynamic of the team. And then there's also, like, the sloppiness is awful. Uh, And um, Billy McKinney homered five minutes after the baby was born. So I've been calling her Billy, and, and I don't really like it. Who's they in that situation? Katie. Yeah, and probably I could see your that. parents. I could see your wife and family not liking not, the new baby. The well, we were joking because the game was on while she was delivering. And right. I was like, hey, someone does something here, like change the name. And right. we were going through the list. Not a lot of good options. Glaber, right. Giancarlo. Uh, I thought you said not good options. Like just... You really look at it, not a lot of good options. DJ was an option. That was a good option. We were like, oh, that would work for a girl. Giancarlo? And then I got to Billy. What? Giancarla? Well, no, I would have, can't change it. Why not? You can do whatever you want. It's your baby. Name it Frog. No. And then Billy got okay. up, and I was like, that's kind of cute. And then he had a homer. I was like, well. Billy. So maybe it's Billy. Billy Eilish. James can say Billy, can't say Claire. So it's kind of a second vote. Okay. Well, if I get a first vote for my dog food, it's the farmer's dog. And the farmer's we got a box of that. dog. Yeah, we just we just re-upped. We just got a new box. Our, our guy, Trevor Plouffe. No dog. He's playing scared, even though his whole family wants it. Uh, he'll get it soon. He'll cave. But his mother, who has a dog, just got the farmer's dog. And whether you have an older dog, middle, or a pup rooner Met a nice puppy this weekend. Uh, the farmer's dog is high quality food that helps keep your dogo healthy. And that's kind of what it's all about. So you can have more quality time with your dog. So head to the farmersdog.com. Get 50% off your first box at the farmersdog.com slash John Boy. There's a link in the description. Uh, Noodle has been going nuts for this stuff. Uh, and it's kind of cool. You fill out a little survey. They make it specially for your dog. Uh, and, yeah, Noodle gets that crazy look in his eye when it gets busted out. It's got his name on the package if you like the little details in life. So, farm, thefarmersdog.com slash Johnboy, 50% off your first box. Um, Throw it to Sharp Stats. Oh, I might not be able to hear Hey, it. fellas, it's the queen of stats. And, yeah, we are coming off a nice series win against the Rangers uh, this past weekend. But the offense, it still looks terrible. And I just want to highlight just a couple of statistics, which I feel really sends a message about the way that this roster has been constructed and the lack of depth in the organization. It's just terrible roster Ooh. construction and the lack of depth, depth in the organization. Uh, in that we keep sending out these same players at the same positions uh, that are just can't even produce even close to a league average production. Um, so what I did is I looked at all the defensive positions for the Yankees and their OPS plus, which is their OPS adjusted to the uh, league average at that position. And so I looked at how many positions do the Yankees have that have an OPS plus that is below 80. So they're 20%, worse than 20%, uh, worse than league average. Um, the Yankees have four of those. And then I looked at that across all teams, and that is tied for the second most defensive positions with an OPS plus below 80 in the majors. And only the Tigers and A's have more, both with five. So that, I mean, they're just, they just don't, can't even find a capable person to put at a defensive position that even has close to a league average bat. And then the second thing I did is I looked at just purely the number of players on the Yankees that have at least 100 plate appearances, so getting a, quite a bit of run, um, and an OPS plus, again, below 80. Believe it or not, Yankees have six of those players. That is the most in the majors. And the even worse part is that if you look at the teams that are kind of right behind them with four and five of those types of players, it's the Royals, the Tigers, the A's, the White Sox, and the Rockies. You know what those teams have in common? They're either in last place in their division or they're in the AL Central. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys next week. 
The Yanks got a lot of bad players out there getting a lot of run. That's what I heard. What a nuke. Yeah. Shots fired at the central there. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, man. That's uh, it's not good. It's not good, and it's uh, as as we trickle into the All Star break, and I actually just just did wake and Jake on this because Jim, as we've done talking baseball over the past couple years, we've seen a couple teams. Uh, you know these these last couple weeks heading into the deadline can change the whole outlook of your season, and the Yanks are set up pretty good, right? And you allude to this with Booney a little bit, but you know he he kind of had to give some managerial answers that. The Yankees have a road trip against two of the worst teams in baseball so far this year. Oakland, who we expected. St. Louis, who people didn't expect. That if you take care of that, you finish with a homestand. Baltimore, who's good. The Cubs, who are still fighting. But, like, the Yankees can wind down strong and then look at what Katie just listed. You can spin it as a positive thing of, like, all right, like, it's going to be fight or flight time, like, DJ's either got to click. Donaldson might have to go. Uh, like, Volpe's either going to have to figure it out or not. Uh, and then Peraza and potentially deadline that. If this Yankees lineup, you almost can't be as bad as they've been, uh, knock on wood, that that can be a positive thing for the second half. But, yeah, it's been it's been bleak. What's their June record going to end up as? Uh, well, how do we have them finishing out these final 13 games? There's not 13, June. Oh, June. I, I was, I was still going into the all-star break. Um, so say they win four more games and they're playing Oakland. So let's say three. Yeah, I think three, they win Oakland and. It gives yeah, you wiggle I'd like one to be able to other. say three. Yeah. That would give them a, a uh, they'd be 10, 11, 12. They'd be 500. They'd be 12 and 12. Exactly 500 on the month. It's just a little crazy for how bad. It's a historically bad offense. Like winning the last two series against Seattle and the Rangers. Like how are, how is this team... How are they hanging on by a thread? You know, we said when they went when they went 15 and 14 in March and April, we were like, wow. To play that bad and come away from it just a game over 500 is incredible. And then in May, they have a 655 winning percentage. Like is July going to be if they can have a fuck even in August September like I don't know how they're doing it. It's pitching. Credit to them. It's pitching. I mean, that's the secret because it's not even really the defense, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, look at that first Texas game is is pretty winnable if if you catch that fly ball between Volpe and IKF. And I think that's the frustrating part is that the pitching really has been good. I mean, what the Clark Schmidt turnaround, uh, Cole. Uh, hopefully Sevy's on the up and up and the, the bullpen, you know, I, has been the best in baseball. So I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's obviously sucked and you feel it. And I, I guess that makes the defensive blunders even more frustrating and the base running. Cause you have to know you're not getting it offensively like you used to. Um, but hopefully we get some sort of timeline on that judge guy. And I, Hey, we're we're looking for our spins. The Yankees are going to have, you know, that maybe that 2017 formula where you got a bunch of 500 months and a couple good months. Give me that good month or two going into the playoffs, and maybe we'll feel really good about this team going into October. But we need Judge healthy, and we need a lot, a couple other things to turn. Yeah, there's uh, still a lot of ifs. Oh, so many, but I mean that's baseball a little bit, right? Yeah, going back to what. Katie called about the OPS. I don't have OPS plus in front of me, but I have OPS by team and position. What position do you think is the highest right now? Do you know? Do you have it? Did she say? In a good way? Like yeah, which, in a good way. position they've been the best. There's one position where the Yankees are second highest in OPS. 
per, for that position league wide? Um, I would guess right field. I think they're twenty fifth in right field. Your right field's been bad because Judge has played sneaky very little right field. So he was Judge playing center? So him and Bader combined for center. No, they're nineteenth in center. They are so second in DH. How about that? Willie Calhoun and Judge and Stan a little bit helping in the beginning. Their next that? highest is uh, seventh in the league. Have any guess here? It's a thing. This is the one that you would guess. Have I guessed it? No, so I guess not. Second base. Glaber's been good offensively. Oh, Glaber's been good offensively. Yeah. Yeah. Seventh highest OPS uh, at second base, and then it's all it's all bad. Catcher is 27th, third base is 27th, right field is 25th, shortstop is 23rd, left field 17th. I mean, they're not even above average. What was center, did you say? 19th. Okay. Yeah. Last year. So I wanted to see last year because Judge carried them last year. Right. How many, how many of these they were above average in? They were first in right field, judge, second in center field, judge. Judge carried two right. positions, mm-hmm. which is insane. Uh, Glaber was fourth at second base, Glaber and everyone else. And then first base was eighth. Like, And Rizzo was having such a good year, so it's a bummer to see that drop. Yeah, and hey, let's... Let's uh, Rizzo's been having better at bats. Let's see him. Let's see him turn it around a little bit because that's you know even looking back to last year, remember the back stuff like that was a part of his August. He he was having a great year. Uh, he was having yeah. he had, he had I think it was twenty seven homers in ninety seven games. Like he was on pace for like a forty plus homer season. Uh, and then the back stuff acted up. So that's that's where even what I was referencing before, like Rizzo, Rizzo can be that impact guy. Um, and him and Stanton have been absolutely missing. So hopefully we saw the spark get lit a little bit. Uh, you know, you can only buy so much into a Stanton intentional walk before him, like single. But th- those guys, those guys have to go. And I don't know, Oakland, be, that should help. That rally, that eighth inning rally was refreshing. Right. Volpe's double, Bader comes through, Stan gets hit, like a lot of a lot of really good shit. Dang. IKF brain, brain blunder. Yeah. Sneaky having a bad year stealing bases. I think he's been thrown out five times now and and successfully stolen seven. Also been picked off. Twice, eight eight steals, four caught stealings. Did that count as a caught stealing, and then out on the base paths? Because before that I one believe, happened, it was seven and four. I believe that went in the books as just a caught stealing. At least as of the next day, maybe they changed it. Technically, you know, he stole the base and then gave it up. Right. It didn't. It didn't go to the challenge. So be like. Rounding first, you get the single, and then you come back to first. They don't take away the single. Tag, so I'm tag. Because it was seven and four when I when that happened. Well, I, I think he's, he steals the base, and then he's out trying to not advance. Trying What's to his out on the base paths? Um, I'm not great at finding that one, I'll be honest uh, with you. Maybe they like just give it there. That's very interesting. But I'd like the sloppiness to end. I agree. Yeah. Don't think it's going to. No. All right. We'll throw it to Boone. We will throw it to Banterin with Boone, and it is brought to you by Vizio. Vizio, award-winning TVs and soundbars at insane prices. 4K screens, under $500, and... They're kind of, they're a sneaky baseball company. Vizio Watch Free Plus offers MLB Network totally for free. Uh, You can link up your MLB.TV subscription super easily. Uh, Vizio has always been the MVP of value. V, Vizio, value. V, Vizio, value. V, Vizio, 
Go to Vizio.com. Check out how you can elevate your viewing experience all season long. Whatever your budget or the size of your home, Vizio has you covered the perfect TV and soundbar combo. Check out the link in the description. Let's banter. Booney, how you doing? You're in Oakland. I'm in New Jersey. Jake and BBD are in New York. So we got three different uh, areas. Are you in Oakland well, or are you in San Francisco? I'm in San Francisco. We stay in San Fran and over to over to Oakland for the game. Take Bart over as a team? That'd be funny. You guys should do that. <laughs> Not, uh, well, you never know. Someone may jump on there and whip over, but no, we'll be on the bus. Marinaccio gets lost, finds himself on Bart. Late. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine that. A little vineyard trip, wine country. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, I think some people on the traveling party uh, with the off day yesterday got some, uh, got some wine country in. Might that was, the I was big, actually, that was the big coal get right. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna do some wine country. I was supposed to go to Sonoma, but I had bag issues in the middle of the night when we got here, so I was up with. with anyway, they lost your luggage. Well, they couldn't. They didn't lose it, but they couldn't find it for a while. Is that on while. the Yankees like clubby guy, or is that on whoever you flew? No, no, that was on the place here, and you know, fortunately, we got good people on top of it, so I didn't want to call them in the middle of the night. Anyway, is, I is got that my stuff. Is that why you're a little saucy this morning? You're you're coming in, you're you're running a little hot. We also surprised you with an old friend, but you you got the juice this morning. Oh no, maybe just it was nice. To, actually, it was really nice having an off day yesterday, and you know I got up, ended up having a good breakfast, mm. little workout, mm. lounged around most of the day, had a nice dinner. Boom, I'm I'm good. Two two off days in California this year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And wow. actually, you know, when we when we go to uh, Anaheim um, next month, we're actually going to stay the night instead of flying back in the middle of the night after that last game and fly back on the off day in the afternoon. How much do you look at the, the schedule, the teams that you guys got coming up and playing? Because as, as fans, we're looking at it. I mean, usually I don't if we're, you know, in first place, I just like whatever. We're we're you're you're looking at us. We're not looking at you. But it is nice right now. You guys have a stretch of Oakland, St. Louis, Baltimore. Baltimore's good. So, and Cubs, but no, no, like incredibly heavy hitters. I think there's even more after that where it's not like um, I don't know Blue Jays, Rays, in division crazy ones. And again, I'm not disrespecting Baltimore. I think they are a tough in division opponent, obviously. But do you look at that? Do you look at this stretch of Oakland, St. Louis? And be like, hey, we're on the road. Well, let's grab some wins here. Uh, I look at that no matter who we're playing. Uh, uh, so I don't, I don't maybe look at it in the same light that you do. Like I know what our schedule is going into the all-star break, coming out of the all-star break. It's on my wall. Um, so I'm, I'm more in the every day, where are we at as a team? We're getting guys back, uh, you know, trying to figure out ways to, to win ball games. And um, I don't look at it as, you know, making judgments on, on certain teams. We look at how do we attack this team? How do we beat this team? How do we have success against this pitcher, that lineup, whatever it may be. And that's where my focus lies. You get caught up in, in, you know, you thinking you're in a soft part or a hard part of your schedule that can get you into trouble. Well, you guys do look at the next opponent. So, you know, that St. Louis series, Baltimore's next, that's in division the way you use the bullpen will be altered knowing if I can keep these guys rested and fresh for that series. You know, we've seen this over the years with, with a Baltimore series coming up or a Ray series come up. So in that res- regard, it does alter a little bit. And I, I, I agree yeah, with that decision but, but, in the sense. Yeah, but that, that's like, uh, I mean, that's, you're, you're talking. So we got Baltimore and we go home starting Monday for a four game series. So you're talking about that's the weekend series with St. Louis yeah, I mean, things, you know, the next day or the next couple days, always in, on some level, especially when you're talking about interdivision opponents, factors into some things a little bit, yeah. We, uh, you know, you, you've been getting a lot of injury questions and updates lately, mostly about a big dude's foot. Um, I, we, we got a couple questions that are around some different things. I, I want to start, and, and I think this is on the bright side of life, uh, that big lefty's been thrown, Carlos Rodon. I know every, everyone's eyeing that first week of July. Um, I, I guess because we want to ask some 
philosophy kind of things because we were when we were eyeing this timeline, we were wondering, you know, did, I, I guess do you guys really value, you know, everything needs to go well, right? The next start needs to go clean and all that. Uh, do you guys, is there something you guys value organizationally if he could get that one start in before the all-star break to almost like check it off, you made your start as a Yankee? Or uh, I, I don't know, does, is that important for you guys? Or is it like, hey, the big fella's healthy, he could give us 75 pitches, let's just get him on the field? Yeah, Um I mean, right now we're planning on him pitching before the, the all-star break with us, like slotting in there. That's how it's going to line up. And then, you know, he'd potentially be in play then again, you know, the first game coming out of the all-star break. So you can kind of give some other guys a blow around the all-star break with him, you know, being on his normal, say, six-day schedule. So, um, you know, he's excited about where he's at. Um Obviously, the results have been good. Um, you know, watching his outing, I watched – it's one of the things I did on the off day yesterday is I went back and watched his outing. It looks good. He looks – it's free and easy. He, You know, I think he's even throttling back a little bit, like saving a little gear for, you know, when that third deck comes into play. Um, but I know he's really encouraged and we're encouraged by, you know, how good it looks right now. And so probably one more here and then – and then he's right in there. Let's go. And then when Se- when Sebi did this, you kind of walked us through the the pitch limit and, and the plan. And obviously, uh-huh. it doesn't always go to plan. But he threw, I don't think he's cracked 50 pitches yet. So in this third one, try to push him to 65. And then when he is with the team, yeah, there will be some kind of limits and still growing to full yes. strength. Yeah, so he threw 48 the other day and then he actually threw two more in the pen to get to 50 just to get his workload to 50 so he went to the pen and threw two (laughs) pitches yes he did yes he did yes (laughs) which i'm all about by the way let's get that chronic number what were the two pitches i'm assuming heaters okay (laughs) two two knuckleballs just to round it out so so he was at 50 so he will his next time will be probably 60 maybe low 60s um, and then with us, we'd be in play for 70, 75 pitches, uh, you know, if, if that next start was with us and then you, you know, you kind of incrementally 10, 12, you know, especially when you jump up there, you don't want to go too much and put them in a situation where, you know, another level of, um, you know, stress, you know, pitching at the big league level and, you know, you want to get them up to a healthy baseline to where then once you get there, you know, Usually they're in, they're in good 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 space to just roll from there. That'll be exciting. I'm excited for yep. that. So, and that'll alter the bullpen a little bit. Knowing you know if, if Rodon's going the next day, you you need innings. So, are there changes there? Or are we just chasing the win in front of us, full full steam right now? Yeah, I mean, at that point though, we're talking you know middle end of probably probably at some point in that Baltimore series, Baltimore Cubs right there. Um, uh, you know, and then you're, you know, you're coming up on the all-star break there. I, I mean, if, he, if at that point he's 70, 75 pitches, you know, if he's given you hopefully four or five good innings there, you know, you should be in good shape, but, but you never know where you are in that snapshot of time. So, you know, there's always things that you may have to do around it, depending on what the outings around it were. Judge was the other big news, right? And I know you got inundated with a bunch of weird questions and be- and quotes and all that. But I, I just using the judge example as kind of a, a bigger organizational thing and taking it back when Luke Voigt had his injury and it was plantar fasciitis and everyone kind of guessed it was plantar fasciitis, but you guys wouldn't say it was that. You would just kept saying foot stuff to the point it became a cat and mouse like coyness with the media. Like, and you still don't want to say what it is. You're like, no, foot stuff. And and the judge thing comes out and and we're dancing around what it is for a while, what it is for a while. And when you say sprain, there's different elements and 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 all that. And I understand not giving a timeline because you don't want to be wrong on it. But what's the philosophy about just kind of not saying it is what it is if you know? Like Jazz Chisholm suffers the same injury in the same manner. And three days later, they said Jazz has got turf toe. He's going to be out four to six weeks. And then... The way we heard about Judge, it was kind of 
until he came out and said it was a tour, we didn't know it was that level of a sprain. Like, is that just protecting guys or is that an organization decision or the way you like handling oh, it? Or because we really don't have a good timeline. And, and I would say we still don't really, um, but even on like naming the injury. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's a grade of, of strain, which is yeah. a tear. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, we get in semantics of all of it, but. Well, you got to remember the void stuff. It was, it was like, it was almost a game. You guys wouldn't say what it was. I don't know if that's the player's decision or your decision. Pardon or, me. Uh, I don't remember the void stuff or the game or <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> okay. I just don't other know than, who makes that call. Like, hey, stuff. What's that? Other than he had some foot stuff. Sure. Yeah. Did. He has some. Yeah. I, my, my, my wonder is, and you hear Cashman talk about DJ and hiding injuries is, are the players just protecting themselves and not naming it? Or does the, does the coaching staff and the medical, the training staff know, but they don't say, Hey, but let's not name it because then it's this, or is it the whole no, organization's like, let's just. No, there's just sometimes, um, you know, with medical things that there's sometimes there's gray areas to it. You know, sometimes it's cut and dry. The guy's got a grade two hamstring. The guy's got a grade three quad, whatever. Um, and it's cut and dry and you have a really good idea of, you know, what that takes to heal and timelines. And, you know, more, more often than not, most cases we give it a timeline. We, we know like, okay, this guy's shoulder, you know, Nestor wasn't was going to be a no throw for two weeks. That kind of came to fruition. You know, that's more often than not what we're giving when there's some grayness in there. You know, I don't like to throw out some broad guess. I uh, I get it. It's fair. Um, I I I think our last one that again was kind of philosophical injury stuff, which again isn't isn't our normal lane. Um, uh. Harrison Bader, the uh, the first game of the series uh, against Texas, he sits, he comes in, he pinch hits later in that game, and you know the story of baseball a little bit, and you understand us as fans like that. The ball drops between IKF and Volpe. It's a it's a tough play for them, and when you have arguably the best center fielder in baseball, uh, in Bader on on the bench, I, I guess for us, and we've seen this with Stanton a little bit, and and now with Bader, like. I, I don't know. I for uh, I'm 33 now. I look 14. We've we've covered that. But you know, if I need to fire it up, I'd I'd rather have the two hours to fire it up pregame than be like, all right, you're pinch hitting in the eighth. Is there something? I know you guys would ideally love to give Harrison Bader the full day off, but if he's in play, uh, which he was, you know, I I don't know. I I guess. Do we need to do less mental hurdles than to think about it? Like we're trying to get him the day off instead of ha- having well, him come off the his, bench. His, in the his return to play, his return to play, he was going to get a day. So, and at all costs, like in that, I'm trying to stay away from him. But the reality is, we get to the bottom of the eighth in a tie game, and the situation is there. Like we're trying to win the game, so okay. you're striking that balance. So he ended up playing what an inning and an at bat. So I kind of look at that as a day off. Okay. Um, and, but as we build him here, you know, I want to be mindful. Well, he's had, he's had soft tissue things happen to him over the years. And, and, you know, part of that is, you know, you know, right now I want to stay away from that five, six, seven in a row, like get him to that point. And hopefully, you know, post all-star break, we're in a good situation and, and we, and we kind of roll. That is there. So there is a, get him to that point where he's, you know, Every day out there, center field. I didn't know if the the injury history and the position would would maybe lean towards probably never going to get to that point, and always going to try to find him like a day a week. Yeah, like where... like this this road trip. Like I probably won't play him all six. Um, you know, probably have one in there, and um, yeah, just be mindful of this buildup. So we're we're we start now into the break thirteen in a row. So you know he'll probably have a couple in there where you know he's down. Okay. How do you how do you choose the days? Is it is it breaking up by days? Because my brain would want you to choose uh, sit him on like a cold day, or or a ooh, sit him on a cold. Day. Yeah, well, well, Clark and Sevy are giving up tons of fly balls every game, like, like tons yeah. of fly balls. But Garrett's a fly ball pitcher. 
True, but he also can get a strikeout pretty and easily. Jim, you also missed it. You sit him the last Oakland game so he can revenge series in St. Louis. I mean, come on. that's You got to go past uh, okay. the numbers. Uh, but but it's Maybe he wants more, to hang out with old friends in St. Louis. And it, it'll be more town. based on when I want him, you know, on, are there certain days I definitely want him out there. Um, and then, you know, piecing it around who else is getting an off day, what pitcher are we facing, so you kind of look ahead like, ah, oh, this is a good day to have him down and plug in whoever. Yeah, so, that was what I was more going to ask. Like, there's so many factors, but with center field and his abilities out there, for me, that trumps any offensive matchup. Where And we and we have seen that in 2018, you know, uh, Andujar didn't even play third base for CeCe because CeCe got tons of ground balls, and, and that, that trumped the offensive matchups of that. It was just like, basically, um, who was it? Was it Neil Walker? Was playing third when CeCe pitched down the stretch. For me, that's I'd try to find, and I don't know the stats, and you know, whoever's going to let up the least amount of fly balls or or team or whatever, because yeah, he's a difference. Yes, player. but that that definitely factors in. Yes. Okay, uh, I got a quick one on Cole because I, I was actually impressed. Uh, John Flaherty on the call, he he picked it up instantly, and it's the old starting pitching adage: you don't have your a, you know, five games a year you have your a stuff, five games a year you don't have it, and everything in the middle you figure it out. Cole. You know, for Garrett Cole, he didn't have his A stuff, and he battled really well against a, an amazing Texas Rangers lineup. Do you guys recognize that? And, like, is it a conversation in the dugout? Is it like, holy, how how are we going to help get Garrett through this? Or is it, you know, do you hope it clicks the next inning? How, how does that go on your guys' end? Yeah, I mean, sure you notice that kind of stuff. Although I would disagree a little bit. I thought stuff-wise he was pretty good, and and I thought – like shape of his slider, I thought was really good. Um, they beat him to some spots on some decently well-located fastballs that got hit. Um, uh, you know, in that first inning where he ends up throwing about 26 pitches maybe, um, I actually thought he executed well. He hung a pitch right out of the gate to uh, Simeon. Yeah. And, and within the at-bat, I thought he made a lot of good pitches. And then two strikes, he hung the slider, it's double down the line. And then I thought he, he he executed against Seager, gets the slider, you know, jams him, gets it up a little bit where he wanted to. And, you know, Seager did a good job of just fighting it off and kind of blooping it into center. And then he kind of, after some long battles, gets through that inning. But, you know, they got to some, you know, they got to some fastballs, uh, you know, in some spots that I think he wanted to go, whether it's by selling out, looking for a certain thing, and connecting. Um, but I thought stuff wise, and I think looking back, even he was, he was pretty in line with when he's got the good stuff. Okay. I mean, you're not going to walk up to Cole and be like, Hey, it looks like this pitch is a little flat today. Pitch around it. That's kind of up to him and the catcher or Blake. I mean, would you even say a pitcher of his level? Would you, is there any conversations where you could, you guys could go be like, Hey, maybe stop throwing this. feels like it's his game. Yeah. I mean, y'all have a real, real good feel of that within the game. And, and Garrett's very interactive during the game. Like he's very talkative. He's easy to talk to, you know, I mean, he's intense, but he's, he's easy to talk to and he works through different things. And, um, you know, very rarely do you eliminate something because you didn't throw a good one or two. Um, but, but you certainly, I think, and, and the better question for pitchers is, I think you're aware of what you have a pretty decent feel for. And that's there ever, and it, ever been a time where you had to go to the catcher and kind of like sneakily be like, Hey, let's, let's not call that pitch anymore. You don't want to go to the pitcher, but you got to um, I, I do that occasionally. Um, but, but more that's, you know, you know, Blake and, and the pitcher and the catcher and Blake and I talking and, you know, some of my thoughts get in there from that way. But, you know, there was a game, uh, probably a couple of games ago where I went to Higgy and said, well, you know, on, you know, let's stay away from that pitch repeatedly to that guy in that situation. So that, that happens rarely, but for the most part, the pitching, they, ha they handle it and handle it well. When you pinch it as Waldo and then Bochi went to the bullpen, did you give a fist pump? Like, gotcha. I'm sending up the lefty killer Higgy. Was that a a move to force a move, or, or, is, um, or everything's reactionary? You can brag yeah. if you want to say you set up Bochi. Well, no, 
no, I, no, I was, no, we were kind of prepared for whatever, however went down. And, um, you know, certainly we're okay with the Higgy matchup when they brought the lefty in there, but, uh, we're prepared for whatever. That's a spot where you have a righty. You got Donaldson on the bench. You're giving him a day, giving him a couple days. And then the next day you have the conversation with Donaldson that leads into the press conference, which, you know, you get the reporters sitting around with just tapping their pens. They're going to, they're going to start yeah. making some, some fun stories and spin some yarn. What happened there? I mean, is it just a conversation yeah. that went too long? A conversation. Yeah, about- I mean, I've seen some things like we cleared the air and like, it's nothing like that at all. Uh, it was just weird timing. And so I get it, you know, like it, he, he came in, we were going to talk and he came in and he'll do that, you know, where he'll come into my office and just, you know, kind of talk baseball, talk what, whatever. And this was one of those cases on the heels of a couple days off where I was kind of working through that. Um, so we were talking a little bit about that, but it wasn't, it wasn't a clearing of the air. It was just the timing. It spilled right into my press conference and I felt like it was important, you know, stuff we're just talking about, which a lot was, was, you know, just baseball stuff. And uh, it carried over. So I understand the weight. I get it. Um, but it's it was not a lot. It wasn't as juicy as everyone would like it to be. There's got to be some juice to it, though, right? I mean, he's an MVP. He's uh, a vet, has an amazing career as, as yeah. a, a hitter and he's sitting, I think for the first time ever three games in a row or whatever it was, he said it was his first time. There's gotta yeah. be a little bit of juice, like, you know, just explaining the situation, seeing his level of fire about it. It's got to go into yeah. decisions. Yeah. Like but that. we talked about a little bit the day before and really it just, it came to don't want to give him that third day or get him back in there into an off day where we're going to the West coast. So it was kind of just as simple as that. You know, I deliberated on it for a couple hours, actually, on Saturday evening. Just which way do I want to go? Do I want to get him back in there today? Um, and I just, in the end, just decided I was going to wait, uh, get through the off day. So, And the pinch hit, is he through. gearing up to pinch hit there? Or is he off? Like, he's got the day off when, when Higgy does get the call versus the lefty. Um, on Sunday? Or Wasn't he available? On Friday. Yeah. The Oswaldo and yeah. then Higgy comes in. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to go Higgy there because Higgy's in the game. And then I then I still have Donaldson later, especially if they get into a, you know, lefty Will Smith yeah. situation, which I went to, uh, to at, that, at that time. Yeah. And a Bader. Yeah. Do you know that uh, every time Donaldson is homered, the team has lost? Do you think there's any correlation there? <laughs> Uh, that's coincidence <laughs> we think so too um yes Booney, uh, I, i've got a little i've got a little game for you a little pavlov you know four and two homestand a couple against a couple good teams so i you know pavlov's dog i got a little something for you I, we've seen some young pitchers perform this year so i want to do a little flash forward and yeah. you know it's the playoffs and who who knows who's healthy who's available by the end of the year but let's say these three young pitchers are healthy, and you have to use them. One gets a high-leverage inning, high-leverage playoff inning. One is in, like, a long relief appearance. You know, keep the game kind of close or either way. And one will just we'll, we'll table it for next year. Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Luis Heal, if everyone's healthy and pitching. So, you know, who... Who do you think stuff would tick up? Who do you think could get you through two, three innings? And who, you know, let's circle back in, in 24. Um, I don't like that question. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think I think with Luis, we're probably just because he's not back yet or, you know, it's not imminent or anything, we'll, we'll push that to 24. But in Johnny and, and, and Vasky, I think both guys – you know, it's been encouraging to see them come up here. And uh, and even as they've gone through things this year in their continued development, where they've had some ups and downs in the minor leagues, they've had ups and downs here even. They've, they've also come up here and performed and been, you know, kind of fearless and 
uh, you can get a little bit of a glimpse of their ability and their talent and, and their work. Um, I think, so I think, I think you throw them both in the same bucket that they could in a big, you know, certain situation, um, you know, play a role for you on either level. So that's not, not, not a great answer for you, okay. but I feel like you could throw both those, those guys could both be in that conversation potentially. Change up guy, curveball guy. Sure. Okay. Canley's uh-huh. been awesome. <laughs> have you Have you been excited being able to call him in and let him go to work? Yes. Yes, it has been. Um, he's been really good. I feel like he keeps getting better even, um, you know, from his first outing, I was a little, uh, even though he gave up no runs, it was great. But to like the second one, a little bit better to the point of now feel like he's in a really good spot. And, uh, you know, we've been able to kind of build him up to, and, you know, he's had two, maybe two games now where he's gone back to back. So, uh, but we've also been able to protect him too and make sure we're, you know, being mindful of a guy that missed much of two years came back and we loved what we saw at the end of last year with how he was throwing with the Dodgers. Um, but I've been, yeah, I've been really excited about how well Tommy's done here, you know, especially the last week to 10 days. I have trivia for you. I have two options. Okay. You as a player trivia or you as a manager trivia? <laughs> yeah, let's go player. Player. All right. So you're going to the Coliseum. Do you think the guy, uh-huh. well, do you think the guys are going to enjoy playing in front of no fans? Um, you know what? We actually usually get a little bit of more fans here than, yeah. than the normal. So hopefully that's the case. Um, so it always feels a little more, uh, there's something about Oakland that, you know, it's, I, I like coming here. It's so different in the crack. And their fan base, when we're here, is usually they're usually out, out in force a little bit, and they're a different fan base, man. They're raucous. They love the A's. There'll always be a lot of Yankee fans there too. So, um, I, I in a, in a way, kind of like playing here. And the they fans that do show up are awesome. They're yes. diehard fans. I always say that because yeah. I lived there for a while. I'm trying yeah. to find it. You have one home run in the Coliseum. One. Dan One Heron. home run in college. You didn't play there a lot. Yeah, Dan Heron. That's a good one. That was easy. That's a good okay. one. Okay, well, do you know anything else? That's one point. You get a point for, do you know the count? No. It was. I know uh, it was the day game down the line. It was one, two pitch. Split? But you fouled one off. Splitter or change that up? Bat. Probably a splitter or change up, maybe. Runner on Split. first? So what? This was you were oh you were with the Indians. Cleveland. Yes. Dan Heron. He got he got rocked that day. Is there a picture? You know, there's a famous clip of uh what is the tennis player who admits that he had a tell on the his opponent. What is that? Because the, the, the other guy would put his tongue out when he uh when, Yeah. Is there any pitcher right now that you would like to say, hey, you did this your whole career. That's why I hit you well. I was not good at that. Um, matter of fact, my first couple of times against Randy Johnson, like I had decent games against him, and I and then I had a game where they said, "Hey, if you see this, you know it's this." So I had his pitches a couple of times, and it actually messed me up, like how I got ready. So because I was watching that, and then I'm like, "Oh, I know what's coming," but I didn't make my move or whatever. So he got me one time. Brad Radke did mm. did something uh, one game in the Metrodome, I remember, and it was very clear to me, um, and it, it definitely helped me. That's that's one of the only ones I remember where I was, you know, on a tell or on a tip. You were weren't on- looking for him. I I I, I didn't, you know, like. Not especially not at the level guys do now. I mean, guys, you know, you know, really work overtime on on is such a big part of the game. Um, but no, I didn't a lot at all. 
on the in the dugout, is there a like limit? Like, all right, so say you say, "Hey, this guy, I got him, I got him." Someone comes running up to the coaches, or you, or you overhear them talking to each other. The hitters say, "You know, his hands when they're up, and then down to his chest, it's slower. That's a fastball." Is there a limit where like, are you sure? Like, you better not bring this information out unless you're positive, because then you're gonna go fuck everyone up. No, I wouldn't say it's the well, way not you, like as a manager. Does the that way please you itself? It, it's not really anything close to that or akin to that you know guys you know guys might go in and have a little idea some guys are very good at picking up small little things some guys aren't and can't do certain things you know some guys do some things occasionally and some guys want that occasional or don't want it at all because it's occasional so it's everyone's so different um and and there's levels of of guys that are capable of picking it up or not. All right, on the manager side, because I have it up, and I'm not going to bring this up again. This is a weird weird page of yeah. baseball reference. Yeah. Would you say that you are above average or below average as a manager this season in pitchers used per game? Pitchers per game. Um, it's like OPS plus the way they have it. So you're either one oh above 100 or below 100. Pitchers per game. I'll say above average. Exactly average. I greened you. You should have. Uh, <laughs> you had the bet green on that one. You're uh, 100. I thought I was, you're below average beforehand, but I, that's before the DH. So I think all oh. AL managers were below. Oh, okay. You ever <laughs> looked at this, Tiff? Do you, I can tell you how many sack bunch you have a game, intentional walks. No. Wild. Yeah. I know we only have four intentional walks, maybe. Oh, you do know that. This says this says one. 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 We're the lowest. That's right. One. Who one. was it? Who did we intentionally walk? I don't know. I had a big note because there's been um like five times. One oh, once a year you have intentionally walked the same guy twice in a game. Every year you've done this. Once. So you need to find a game this year and intentionally walk the same guy twice. Maybe oh. Randy Rosarena. Let him let him have his way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, we I got some wrong way to do it still. Anything um, else, Jake? Did I miss anything? I think that's about it for now. Uh let's uh yeah, nice little roadie. We'll see you next Tuesday. Times will be high. Let's go. Do it again next week. Good to see y'all. Have a good week. That bantering with Boone was brought to you by Vizio. Referenced it earlier. Uh, Boone hopped on and was hot. Um, in the best way. In the like, he's jazzed up. Yes, jazzed up is the perfect word. Like meeting up with your buddies for the start of a weekend and kind of coming in hot. And I, I think the roots of that we found out his bag got lost for a little bit which I think changed up his his plans while he was in San Francisco. He's, like, going to join the fellas on, on an excursion. Yeah, it sounded like he was going to go to a little wine country, and that got bagged. And then uh, he was also running hot and almost like a ra- arm around the shoulders, uh, like, you know, walking us through the most recent Judge Media stuff that I think all of us were kind of sitting here like, <laughs> are we are we on the same team right now? I think we are. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was funny. Um, what did, uh, what did we learn? Mm. We got a bit of a more firm game plan on Rodon. That's exciting. Yeah. He kind of, he kind of teased that, that they wanted to do. It's a, it's a little bit like what everyone was predicting, but we, we find out about the two more pitches, which is funny. The two pitches is wild. Um, and he loved it. He loved it. And I can't tell if that was a Jakey ironic love or what that was, but he loved it. I did. I, I think the biggest piece of cheese he did drop there was the, um, that they would, cause that's kind of what I was wondering about Rodon and coming back was the start before the all-star break, which they've been aiming for. Uh, but he kind of alluded to that he would, if things go well, that he would be first game back too. So it's almost like mm. they're viewing it as 
get Rodon built up. We kind of wondered if they'd give him the start and then almost give him 10 days. like to. But I think yeah. they're, and probably rightfully so, viewing it as get him the start, 75 pitches going into the All-Star break, and then he can essentially, with one or two days extra rest, start the first game back. Yeah, did we did we get like a when the next game is? I think I think it got said not necessarily on there. Trying to do some math. I know the the date everyone's had circled is July fifth, but I yes, I I almost would want to back count. And by the way, this final Rodon watch uh, segment is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs. That's right. Two animals, one pair of shorts. Comfortable. Make you look good. Is that not what you want from your clothing? I think it is. Uh, And for me, I'm a big comfort guy. And bird dogs, they are my travel day clothes. I go out. I go to the brew pub in my bird dogs. I go to the game in my bird dogs. I've worked out in my bird dogs. They may be the most versatile shorts in the game prime, DJ. Go to birddogs.com slash yanks and you'll get a free Yeti style tumbler. So your legs will be feeling good. Your drinks will be feeling good. Gird. Make sure you go to birddogs.com slash yanks. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm almost at an old man point in life. Uh, a, a little teaser. I'm not sure when it's coming up, but we're partnering with my favorite underwear company. Ooh. And I'm thinking about just going straight up them and, and then bird dogs for my shorts, like, kind of for life. So that's where I'm at there. With Rodon, so BBD, I think this is where we can we can cook the books. And John had to go. He has a new baby, if you haven't heard. Um, Some appointments I w- associated. Wanted to ask Boone if he had any going from one kid to two kids question, but it didn't seem like him or Jimmy were up for that. So we'll do that another time. Uh, I think we can reverse engineer this. Oh, shoot, the Yankees open at Colorado? That's ridiculous. Yeah. That stinks. Um, But let's say they give Rodon the first start, which would be July 14th. Mm -hmm. And Booney, when when we asked about him and gave the update, he said that Baltimore-Chicago area. Which makes me think... Makes me think they're aiming for the sixth? It makes me think they're aiming for Chicago. Yeah, puts it into the head. Because July 14th, if he's if he pitches against Baltimore, that would be a lot of extra rest. That kind of gets up to that like too much. 10-day area that I if I was a betting man and I have been, I would almost say like that Saturday game against Chicago. Yeah. My birthday, it's whatever. Cuz then you go 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. 13th, 14. That would be so that's one, one extra, extra day. day, 85 pitches or so. So that's my current bet. I guess sound off in the comments what you guys think will be Rodon's bet. Yankee fans, I think, would be slightly disappointed in that because they are they think the, they're aiming the fifth for the fifth. has been beaten into us. But so, you know, five, six, seven, or eight seem like the, the candidates. If he did a rehab sa- Sunday... Sunday, Monday, One, Tuesday, two. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday would be five days, but maybe if it's back-to-back, six days and a seven. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, man, I know, I know. you know, me, me and Jim sometimes our, our glasses half full and empty can be interesting, and it's still a huge if, but, you know, the Rodon ifs are crazy. The, the guy will see how much he gets involved – it's from let's see if he gets involved in this season a chunk to like this guy could be one of the best starters in baseball the rest of the way. But again, the pitching hasn't been too much of the problem, although starting pitching hasn't been perfect, perfect. All right. I almost asked for a Nestor update. Yeah, there's been a little bit pretty nothing. quiet. We should be we should be around the end of like his no throw period, right? Yeah. So maybe I, that's uh, earmarked I guess for next week. On Friday, Boone said a week away from throwing off a mound. Okay. So Has he done flat ground stuff? I don't throwing, know. F- throwing from 75 feet a week ago, 
and one week from mound work half a week ago. So I don't know. Maybe trade deadline-ish. Yeah, late July. Like back. We're all guessing. Hey, thank you guys. Sorry we didn't get into a wrestling match with Boone this time. Uh, we will be back Thursday afternoon or Thursday early evening as the yes. Oakland series winds down. So might not be quite as immediately after. Might also be normal on your end. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think we'll, I think we'll be good. So thank you guys. Let's go Yanks. Tell them Jimmy's grandma. Go Yankees. Kind of occurred to me the other day just. Yanks haven't had a lefty in the rotation. Mm. Rodon's Nestor both out. Don and Nestor.